All right, all right. Rat Pack Sports Show. We are back in the building. Wednesday night. Rat Pack Radio WRPR. We are the Rat Pack Sports Show, and uh, we got my man, Mr. William Graves, on with us tonight. We started out the show a little bit different. We started out the show talking about baseball. Baseball? There's no crying in baseball. You know, I I like to throw a little curve in every once in a while. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a uh, curveball. And and pun intended. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we are here. And uh, now we're going to get get started. Uh, we're going to talk. We're just we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk wherever it, wherever it takes us. Uh, it just takes us. There's no script. So we just come out the cuffs on whatever Wait. we feel. Wait, Debo, are are you saying that we that that we don't have a sheet of paper in front of us <coughs> telling us what to say? No, I I, uh, I didn't think so. Um oh. Yeah, I didn't think so. Mm, man, how how do we ever survive? I don't know, man. <laughs> this long. This long without a script? Uh, I don't know, listeners. What what do y'all think? Do you think we do okay without the script? Because we, I do. Yeah, I do. I really, I think we do uh very well without a script. So, let me ask you something. Um, obviously, over the last couple of days, you've been kind of busy. And everything with a with a hurricane and and all that. Um, uh, but I'm curious, have you been keeping up with the um, the FIBA World Cup, the uh, the basketball World Cup? Uh, not really, not really. Uh, you Man. know, dude, I I I I don't understand it. And I don't get it, but Team USA, um, they're 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 playing great team basketball. Um, that uh, it is uh, it has been one of the most refreshing things to see from American basketball in a very long time. Uh, Debo, you, you, if you have time, go on to YouTube or something and, and, ju- and just look. And if you can, just watch a couple, uh, a couple of the games, even just a couple of quarters of these games. And you would be like, man, why can't they do this all the time? And I mean, Debo, they're not just skating by 
the these opponents. Debo, we're we're talking original dream team numbers. Well, it's about time. I mean, if you're going to put together an Olympic team with your best, with your professionals, even if we don't take our best of the best, uh, we still should have a group capable of just blowing teams but that, out. But that's, but that, that's just it, Debo. The, uh, the only guy I recognize on that team is Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he's good, too. He, he's good. He's good. Well, well, and, well, and the head coach. The head coach is Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching oh. a few little highlight clips of uh, Anthony Edwards, and he's definitely been a uh, uh, breath of fresh air, and well, probably one uh, of the new well, young faces of the NBA. Well, I'm telling you this right now. If you can, tonight or tomorrow, pull up the game that just happened today, uh, well, about 10 hours ago, uh, uh, over in uh, Jordan, Anthony Edwards put on a clinic um, that I, I did not get a chance to see the game, but I will definitely be looking it up. But... Uh, yeah, um, I, I'm just going to call them the dream team. Uh, but, yeah, the dream, the dream team, USA Basketball uh, beat Jordan 110 to 60. Yeah, that's so good. Um, um, I, you know, but just what little bit I saw, Debo, I'm talking team basketball. I'm not talking about this individual basketball that the NBA has become. Uh, I mean, you know, I, and I, man, I, I hope that this catches on. I hope it catches on. I hope it, I, I hope that eventually the NBA will get back to team basketball and and not these individual super teams and and all that because Debo, like you said, it's been a long time or it's been or it's about time. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, it's about time. Um you know, I really don't pay attention to like the this. You know, I guess they were not really exhibition games, but like qualifying, you know, games or whatnot. I really don't pay attention to them until you know they get down to where the games actually. I mean, they all matter, but you know, when you're playing for, you know, that well, gold well, medal. Well, I mean, they're they're. Well, they're they're playing for the uh, for the uh, FIBA Basketball World Cup. They uh, they this was the end of their round one. Oh, in, uh, in in the cup. So I mean, they these aren't exhibitions or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, I'm hoping that this will be a preview of what we see next year in the Olympics. 
that that's what I'm really hoping for. Um, because uh, I'll be honest with you, Debo, I have not enjoyed a two-minute clip of basketball as much as I enjoyed the one that I just got done watching. Well, that's good. Um, uh, um, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm probably going to try to uh, try to check out the rest of the games. I don't know where I can watch them, but um, yeah. Um, uh, that it 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 was refreshing. That's good. That's good. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna check them out. I got a buddy of mine who's uh, you know coached over in the uh feeble and stuff like that and uh he was oh, okay. he was telling me that there's some pretty good uh you know games going on this time around so I'm sure I'll find him out there but um William, uh, take over for a few minutes. I gotta, I gotta throw something in the garbage. I'll be right back. All right, no problem. Yeah. Well, guys, well, uh, Debo goes and uh, takes out the trash and everything. Um, just wanted to uh, kind of uh, comment a little bit more on on what on this little two minute clip that I saw. And everything. I mean, nothing more really needs to be said, other than it, it was team basketball. And you know, the thing is, is that we we have talked time and time again on the show about how much the NBA has changed over the years, and how we preferred that team basketball. And the way that the NBA used to be. Now, we are not saying that the athletes that are in the NBA today are not athletes. That's not what we're saying at all. We're saying that that it's just different. Um, the the NBA that we are used to seeing was a lot more physical than what it is now. Um, and that could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. Um, saw some pretty nasty hits in my time, uh, but also saw a lot of competitive spirit. And, you know, and we, you know, you really didn't see these super teams or anything like that. Um, I mean, I I mean, I guess Charles Barkley going from the Seventy Sixers to the Suns to join uh, Ke- uh who was it Kevin Johnson? Okay, I, I um, yeah maybe maybe or um or even. 
Shaquille O'Neal going out to Los Angeles to be with the Lakers. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you those. But those were one or two guys getting together. You're not talking about these super teams and stuff like that. And I, I don't think you could call two all-stars on the same team a super team. Uh, just uh, I, I just don't say it like that. What I'm talking about is when, is when you have like what happened with the Heat when uh, LeBron and Bosch went down, went to the Heat. That that was those were the starts of the super teams, or or when um, or when LeBron went out uh, to Los Angeles and brought in Westbrook and Anthony Davis and several other guys uh, that were all stars in their own respects. Those are those are the super teams. But sitting back and watching this short basketball clip and seeing a bunch of I don't want to say nobodies but people that really aren't highlighted in the NBA working together and actually dominating world class athletes folks look I'm going to tell you guys this right now that international basketball scene that that is probably one of the most competitive scenes I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, you had uh, who was it? Uh, Lamelo Ball, or yeah, Lamelo Ball. I'm pretty sure came over, uh, came from uh, overseas. And if it's not Lamelo, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Lamelo because Lonzo. Uh, was up was already in the NBA, but his skill set from the time he left, I believe it was high school, till when he came back, was a stark difference. It it was it was it was a team type skill set that I that I really wish would. Uh, make its way back over here because honestly, that that's some of the best basketball that I think anybody can see is uh, is these international basketball games. Um, just great competitive games, and you know that's what that's what I like to see. I mean, yeah, the uh, the these all stars and all that, um, you know, from the Olympics and all that um, that come over to the NBA. Yeah, you know, it's great to see them get their shot and get their dues and all that. But the the thing is, is that I don't think any. NBA team could go against some of these international teams and just completely dominate 
without having a team aspect. Um, I I just don't see it. Um, the uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I believe they are supposed to be going over to Real Madrid. Uh, I believe in October, and I'm really hoping that they show that game because I I for one would like to see how an NBA team steps stacks up against one of these international teams. But again, that's just me. Just my opinion. Um, I look. I'm nobody. I'm literally sitting in a house in a computer room talking on the phone. Uh, I am not. I don't get paid for this. My opinion doesn't mean anything. But I'm on the show, so I try to share my opinion as much as I can. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just like everybody else uh, we none of us we do this out of the love and the passion to to sit and, and give sports to the people in a way that people want to hear it straightforward none of that you know pity pat the fluffing stuff fluffy fluffy me fluffy fluffy type of stuff and uh, just be forward, forward and uh, front and center with it. Well, I mean, you know, uh, well, and the the thing is, is that um, I I think that I think the listeners do appreciate our our honesty and everything. Um, I I really think that the reason that we have grown as much as we have mm-hmm. is because is because of the fact that well people don't like the scripted shows. And because the scripted shows on every on every sports network, ESPN, Fox News, uh what is it? Um, there, there's a there's another like little sports station out there, and stuff like that. But they all say the same thing, and and you and you can kind of tell that it's all scripted. And honestly, it gets boring. Why do you want to listen to something like that? I know I don't. No, none of us do. Uh, it's boring, and like again, like if you want authentic, you can sniff, uh, you know that that fake stuff from the very beginning. Even even the uh, the alleged the the alleged uh, hot debates that you know people. On TV, when you're watching it, it looked like they're very serious and they don't get along and they hate each other. That's all part of an act. Yeah, it's called ratings. Yeah, and and, and really, truthfully, and honestly, those those are the ones that are the most boring. Yeah, are 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 the ones just like that. Like I, yeah. Anyways. 
we're, we're not here to rag on other on other stations or anything like that. That's not what we do. Um, you know, we're we're just going to keep doing our thing. Um, so, uh, so, I, um, you know, you being a wrestling fan and everything, um, I actually just found out something today that, uh, that I didn't know, but, uh, Terry Funk died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, heard that. Uh, a couple of days ago, Man. I think it was like two days ago. Uh, Terry Funk, the the legend himself, uh, Hall of Fame great, uh, all time great, uh, and he's uh, he's gone. I mean, he fought the good life. I mean, he lived a long time. And I want to say he didn't retire uh, until about maybe five years ago. So he was still, you know, very active in, in the wrestling world. I think that was. Yeah, um, well, I, I was looking at it, and his last match was in, was in 2017. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, real quick, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and bring him in now because uh, I don't want to keep him waiting. Uh, Rat Pack Sports Show guru himself. Boss Hall, Sean Naylor. What's going on, brother? Not much, boys. Just driving home from football practice. What's down? Um. Well, um, you're you're draft after Sunday, but I mean, we are oh, knew that. Boy, go ahead and get your legs in now, because when the season starts, the only thing you'll be licking is a dog bowl. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather be licking the dog bowl other um, rather than uh, what you'll be licking, which is the bottom of my boot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might, I mean, the bottom of your boot, only because I'm gonna be running, I'm gonna be running you over, and you're gonna be upside down. So that's why I'm licking the bottom of your boot. Are you sure it's not it because ain't, I'm it ain't, it ain't because it ain't because you're on top. Oh, I have to say <laughs> it's bend the knee, false hog. Bend the knee. Oh, bend the knee. I, I mean, I mean, I I'm not bending the knee because I don't need Tim Tebow. Oh. Oh. Uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, well, Tim Tebow would be a, would be an upgrade from that uh, heck you call quarterback, anyways. Oh, oh, please, 
please. We're going to talk what? about that tonight, as a matter. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. As soon as, as soon as Will is done um, trying to, I mean, Will is trying look, to feed smoke that has no flavor. Look, <laughs> Paul Hog and Carson Wentz and Nathan Peterman had a kid. It would be Sam Hell. Oh, please. Pretty, please. I mean, but I I expect nothing less from a football team that couldn't even figure out what their name was for an entire year. Two, but that's to say the least. <laughs> I mean, you got to bring the facts if you're going to talk if you're going to talk stuff to the guru. Oh, what can I say? The only fact is, is that at the end of this year, I fully expect I fully expect to be holding that trophy. Um, just so that you're aware. Um, For the toilet bowl? No, no, boss. <laughs> we're, we're not I talking mean, about that trophy that you're going to be uh, holding. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can. I don't think it would cost a whole lot to ship a toilet brush to you so you can clean the bowl. Oh, man. <clears throat> you know. Because I mean, as much shit as you're talking right now, it's pretty full. I'm, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to just let you, <laughs> let you two have a floor and just listen to this, uh, listen to this uh, madness. Oh, yeah. Um, well. I mean, Hog, the, 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 the thing is, is Boss Hog is, I mean, Uh, are are you sure it's not just are you sure it's not just that uh store bought hamburger helper? Oh no. Hmm. No. And even if it is that hamburger helper, I still use that grade A beef in it. Boss hog. The only grade A beef that you've ever seen is in the window of a butcher shop. Of a place you can't afford, but you should be used to uh, things that you can't afford, like a Super Bowl. But uh, you, you uh, Commander fans, know all about that, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a changing of the guard, my friend. It's a changing of the guard. Yeah, and it couldn't come soon enough. I, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, my personal opinion, Dan Snyder will go down as the worst owner in an, in NFL history. Uh, I mean, Willie, he's got he's got pretty good competition in Jerry Jones. No, Jerry Jones is uh, dude. Jerry Jones is 
is a great owner. Um, he, look, we all don't like the Cowboys, okay? But Jerry Jones has never brought the shame and the disgust to his team that Dan Snyder did. Uh, Dan, Dan Snyder, boss hog. In my personal opinion, Dan Snyder is worse than Hugh Culverhouse. Okay, I mean, I I don't disagree with that comment. I uh, I mean, but I mean, you guys know how I have felt for the past five years, seven years, or how old along. We've been doing this show together. You know how I felt about ownership with my football team. Well, well, you know, in it, it, it is a changing of the guard. Um, you, you guys have a a pretty good ownership group there, um, and um, and this is a ownership group that that I really think is going to do their best to change the perception of the Washington, of the Washington Commander football team. And uh, they've already know, done that. I mean, for the first time in I don't know how many years, FedEx Field is sold out for opening week. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that's a, that's a great thing. Um, you know, I I do um, you know, I, I do think that you guys have the right guys in charge. Um, I, I, I really do hope that they do keep a lot of the front office personnel that was there. Um, because I, I think that getting rid of a few of those guys would be a bad move, but that, that's just my opinion. Um, Doug Williams, absolutely without a shadow of a doubt should have a place in this new Washington uh, regime. Um, I, I think it would be sacrilegious to give him the boot. I, I really do, because if you really want to know how I feel, I, I honestly think Doug Williams was one of the main guys holding everything together when Dan Snyder was acting like a complete fucking idiot. Mhm. Yeah, well, you uh, woke up at uh, all times of the night. <clears throat> get up, get up, get up, man. You all right, Debo? <clears throat> uh, so, anyways, well, so, so you wanted to talk about your boy Sam Howell? Yes, I do. So let, let's so, talk about. It. Hey, he got a lot to say. He got a lot to say about him. I tell you that, boss hog. Well, here's the thing. So Ron Rivera really messed up. Okay. We're just now figuring that out. Ron Rivera, in an interview with Albert Breer made a comment 
that said, I wish we would have known he was this earlier. Um, you're a head coach in the National Football League, and you don't know your personnel. Well, here's the thing. The Washington Commanders were one game away from being a playoff team in 2022. Mm -hmm. The last three games they had opportunities to win. They had the opportunities to win football games had they had competent quarterback play. Now, one of those games was against the Cleveland Browns whose defense was probably one of the worst in the National Football League last year. You could score at will on them. Carson Wentz had three turnovers in the first half, and yet he was not benched for either A, Taylor Heineke, or B, Sam Howell. Well, so I... I so I, I want I want to touch a little bit on that because I, I want you to think back to the show right after I got back from the Colts and Buccaneers game where Carson Wentz was the quarterback. And I want you to remember what I said. He's not the same guy. He plays scared. You guys did thunder crapped the bed when he signed Carson Wentz. And that hurts me to say because I was a big fan. Still am a big fan. I wish Carson Wentz all the best. But he's not the same guy. And that was a bad football move to sign Carson Wentz to the contract that they did. That was a horrible... That was... That was the nail in Dan Schneider's coffin, in my opinion. I mean, his coffin was already pretty much sealed, but that was the coffin. That was the nail that completely sealed the coffin for Daniel Schneider. Well, so did we lose him? No. Oh, there he is. I think we. Well, you was cutting out. Well, I I guess boss talk is uh is gone for a second, but um. Hopefully he'll call back. Um, 
so Demo, you you said uh, we're 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 going to kind of play off of this conversation that me and Boss Hawk started mm-hmm. and everything, and I and I kind of want to get your your input. Carson Wentz, what what are you what are your feelings on him? Repeat that again. Say that again. I want to make sure I get it. <clears throat> get it right. I, I, I said, what? What are your feelings on Carson Wentz uh, from the time he came into the league to now? Well, I thought Carson Wentz, <clears throat> you know, came into the league on fire, um, showed everything that we wanted to see from the starting quarterback, and uh, kind of dispelling that myth that you know guys from the other divisions, you know, can't make it at the at the big time level because they they don't you know play against that type of competition. So I was actually rooting for Carson Wentz to uh, play well because it just opens up that a little bit more and. You know, the the little guys get opportunity from the smaller schools. So uh, well, I was rooting for him. Yeah. He, he was a great, you know, first couple year, year and a half. Uh, he was very good. Uh, but when he suffered that latest uh, injury, he just uh, he, he never been. He, yeah, he's never been the same quarterback since then. I don't, you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand how he fell off so fast from being where he was at, you know, with with Washington on his early stint, and now it's like, nope, not there. Well, uh, you know, like I said, um, you know, I I got I got a up close view of Carson Wentz and how he played and everything. And you know, in my thing always was is that he he was scared. He he played he played like he was scared. And you know, and I understand coming back from an injury like that. And I and as I know you do too. That when when you get back and everything, you you got that thought in the back of your mind that hey, I I'm, I might I might be a little you you know I I don't want to get hurt again, and you know and and that's the thing. But my my thing is 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 what Boss Hog um, is what Boss Hog said about Ron Rivera making that comment. He didn't know what he had. And I have to agree with Boss Hawk. If you're a head coach, you don't say something like that. <laughs> Not out loud. Yeah, yeah. You don't Welcome say back, Boss Hawk. To... Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, you don't you don't no say it out loud to to a national audience like that because it just makes you look incompetent. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I, I completely and I agree. Think, uh, I really think that, I mean, I see what Sam Howell did to the Dallas Cowboys in Week 18 last year. I see what Sam Howell did in the preseason. He had himself a solid game. First, in game two against Baltimore, he played very well against Baltimore um, in game two for the whole half that he was in. Um, so, just have to. We've, I have faith in him, and I think they're going to be. They're going to be a decent offense. You don't. He doesn't have to do a lot. They're going to have a good running game. He has weapons. Boy, does he have weapons with Logan Thomas, a tight end. He's got um, Terry McLaurin, uh, Curtis Samuel, um, De'Ami Brown, who he threw to at North Carolina. They really – De'Ami Brown could be a surprise number two, three wide receiver. Um, they're moving Jahan Dotson to the slot where they think that he will be matched up against a lot of uh, a lot of nickelbacks and, and linebackers that could help him explode. Um, I mean, there is <coughs> excuse me, there is opportunity for this offense. Brian Robinson, Antonio uh, Gibson. If yeah. the offensive line can stay healthy, if and then Sam Howell doesn't have to do a whole lot because the defense is going to be a top ten defense in the National Football League, if not a top five defense in the National Football League. And I'm going to give you guys a prediction here as soon as I finish this comment. With that kind of defense, Sam Howell doesn't have to go out and be an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady. He can go out and be a Trent Dilfer, and this team can make a good run in the playoffs. Well, um, there is enough talent on this team. Okay. Um, so what, that is what outside is your of that's outside of Chase Young, who will be traded by the league deadline. Whoa. Hold on, say that again, please. Whoa. Say that again. Hold up. Cause I, I thought I misheard something. I I thought I misremembered something. Yeah, yeah. Chase I, Young, I, I, Chase Young, will be traded by the league deadline. Wow. Mm. Um, mm. That's a bold statement there. Uh, they didn't. Ball, ball. Here's the thing: he's playing on his final year. They didn't. They did not. Um. They did not give his fifth-year option. They did not actify, rectify, or however you want to say his his fifth-year option. So he's playing on his final year. Um, he's in a show-me year. He's already hurt in the preseason. He got four plays in in game one and got a stinger and hasn't played since. And I know you're trying to protect your, your high-profile free agent. You're trying to you know, you want him to be available for you on the regular season, and yada, yada, yada. But he hasn't played in the last three years. He hasn't played a full season. 
Oh, well, I, I mean, you, think, you do have a point. He he is injury prone. I don't think they will. I don't think they will do what they should have done with previous draft picks and sit on them when they have players along that defensive line who are just as good, if not better, than Chase Young. And I don't feel that they will sit back and just let him play out the season or let him ride the season and then not get anything for him and let him go somewhere else. I think that this this ownership group is much better and more in tune with that kind of stuff. So they will allow and they will take calls on Chase Young when it comes towards that November uh, trade deadline, October trade line deadline. I don't have the numbers in front of me because I'm driving as to when the trade deadline is in the National Football League this year, but you will, I, I will not be, uh, I'm going I'm going to say it, he will not be a Washington commander at the trade deadline. Mm, okay. We'll see. I mean, well, he's he's one of the best. As much, you can get as much as a second round pick for him still because the talent level is still so high. And I, I you I don't feel that you can get a number one for him anymore just because of the the injury the injury uh, prone him being so injury prone. But I believe you can still get you, – you can get as high as a number two in a package, or you can get a player-for-player player deal um, for him, or you can get a player and picks with player and picks deal. They, there will be some sort of package that is put together, and that could include him. And it won't, it won't behoove me if they move him. Well, well, since you said that, I can t- think of three teams right now that would be a suitor for Chase Young, and I and I'm going to name the three teams, and I want you to tell me your thoughts. Number one, the Chicago Bears. Number two, Detroit Lions. Number three. Actually, I just thought of a fourth one. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the Lions are interesting. I don't, um, you know, the Lions are very interesting because if you te- if he can stay healthy and you team him with Aiden Hutchinson, that could be a very formidable. Um, mm-hmm. Defensive line in Detroit. Yeah. Um, Kansas City makes a lot of Kansas City makes some sense because Chris Jones holding out. Um, mm-hmm. You could uh, see. I could see him holding up. You know, Chris Jones has said he will hold out through Week Eight, which is when he has to, in order to, to be um, accredited a full season, he has to be back by week eight. And I could see him doing that and holding out through week eight. 
I don't see any movement in contract talks between the Chiefs and Chris Jones. No. So I could see the Chiefs making a move for a player like Chase Young. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think that the Chiefs would put a Jones into a package to get Young? Why not? I, I well, I mean that that's that's what I'm saying because you have a I mean, disgruntled player that is obviously not going to benefit you for at most eight weeks. Why not correct. rip the bandaid off now and, and get this still done by week two or three? Because then by week four or five, if Chase Young is in Kansas City, then uh, by week four or five, he should be good to go. And he, I mean, and he will be... Here's the thing. You put Chris Jones with that defensive line in Washington with Deron Payne and... Uh, uh-huh. I, I mean... Who's running the football? Who's running the football against Chris Jones, Deron Payne, uh, and uh, oh, um, God, I, why am I blanking out on the other side of the foot on the other side of that line? Um, yeah, I'm I'm blanking out, and that's. But yeah, Chris Jones. But yeah, who's running the football against that defensive line? I I mean, you're, I mean, you're 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 pretty much saying exactly what I'm thinking. And I would be all for that, and then giving Chris Jones an extension, um, you know, similar to what he wants. Oh, by the way, the that other guy, it wouldn't happen to be uh, Monty Sweat, would it? Well, he's the end. I'm thinking I can't think of the other tackle. Uh, the other big dude from Alabama that they got. Who, Jonathan Allen? Jonathan Allen, yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, no problem. So you got Chris Jones, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. Uh, bro, that 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 that's what that's one of them. Um, I don't want to get on the field with your defense type people. I, I'll put it to you Correct. this way: that that's almost uh, that's almost as good as. That as that Buccaneer defense that me uh, that me and Debo talk about, I say almost. I mean, because it, um, it, ma- it matches similar to. I actually think it's a, a better defensive line than when you throw Ch- uh, um, when you throw Chase Young in there. I think Chris Jones is a better player than Chris than Chase Young, and I think that defensive line would be a better defensive line with Chris Jones than it is with Chase Young. Well, uh, you know, like I said, um, the what what you what you pretty much just said. I mean, aside from a few particulars, 
you're you're pretty you're pretty much you pretty much said exactly what I was thinking. Um, you know, you you have two fairly, I guess you could call them disgruntled players. I mean, Chase Young not so much disgruntled, but I, he but he he's I think he's the type of player that would want some security and everything. So I mean, if he can move over to Kansas City and get that two or three year deal or that one or two prove it to be deal. And then what then we'll talk later and everything. just for that security, I I think Chase Young would be open to it. Um, Chase Young is Chase Young is not the problem. Chase Young wants to be a commander. He wants to play with the commanders. The problem is the franchise is getting very disgruntled with the injuries and him not being available. That's the disgruntle. Yeah. That's the disgruntness is the the franchise, not the player. The player is totally fine, and the player would love to be on the field with with the team that he was drafted by. He has said that right. multiple times. He likes being a commander. He wants to be a commander. But I just don't, without them exercising the fifth-year option, and that was the, the term I was looking for a few minutes ago, exercising the fifth-year option. When the commanders did not exercise their fifth-year option on Chase Young this this past off season and give him the security that, you know, you have two years to get it right, um, it sent a message that he could be available in multiple ways. And if I'm a if I'm another team, if I'm a team who is in a playoff push and in need of a pass rush because I had a star player get injured, go down for the season. If I'm the New England Patriots and I need somebody in that, uh, you know, that Dante Hightower type role, that leadership role that they used to have with him, um, if I'm, you know, if I'm a uh, a Buffalo Bills type team who doesn't know what they're going to get from Von Miller when he comes off the pup list in four weeks, mm-hmm. um, you know. If, if I'm a championship-caliber team, maybe I make a move like that where if I don't need draft picks because my team is strong and I don't need to, to secure, a, you know, a number two, you know, if I don't need a second-round pick because I have, you know, a number one and a number three, I, you know, you know this day and age, if you're drafted, if you're drafted in the top five rounds of the National Football League, you are pretty much on the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we keep we keep pounding on these guys that don't make or that don't play because of some things that are, you know, some injuries, you know, and I think I think sometimes these players do take advantage of of the CBA and do push their limits and are soft and 
yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah, I, 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 I completely agree with you. Um, that, uh, that is, uh, you know, in, in the thing is, is that you, is that you kind of see the players that do it, you know, um, a, another, another guy that I really feel kind of pushes that, that envelope a little bit is, uh, Saints wide receiver, Michael Tump. Um, there, there's been a few times. Where where I just felt like he he got mad about something and you know he kind of nursed he uh, the the uh, the situation and everything and again that that's just my opinion and everything. Um, I mean, he did have a pretty jacked up ankle, but uh, yeah, yes, he did. Um, the. Another player I want to talk to you about, disgruntled uh, player, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor. Talk to me, boss. Um, Jonathan Taylor. He'll be moved by the deadline, I believe. I just think the Colts have to come down off of their – the Colts have to come down off their demands. I, I think they could have moved him last week had they come down off their demands. They want they want a number one. But I don't think they're You're gonna get a number, number one. one. Not, in this, not in this running back market. You're not getting a number one. You you are um, you are getting you are getting a number two at the most. And more than likely it's gonna be a number a three. You could get a package deal with a two, couple twos, um, you know, a couple yearly twos that equal a one type thing. You could get a player and a two or a player and a three, um, oh. but you're not getting you're not getting a flat out one in the deal anymore. Not in the running back market the way the running back market is. The running back is not valued. You see what these running backs are doing? They're taking one year deals that are half a million to a million dollars more than mm-hmm. the franchise tag just so that they can be free agents next year. Yeah. And a lot of them are working that into their cl- a clause into these, these contracts where if I sign this deal, if I take this franchise tag deal or if I take this one-year revised deal that pays me $12 million you won't tag me next year. And and that's what's happening. That's what that's what Josh Jacobs is doing. That's what Saquon Barkley did. Um, that's what's happening with these backs and um Well well isn't that what Ezekiel Elliott did? No, Zeke did not do that. Zeke signed with the Patriots because Dallas cut him. Huh. Okay. See, I, I never I never got the full gist of of what of what was surrounding his thing. All I know is this one day he uh I saw he signed with the Patriots. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, and I don't even think 
I don't mean, I, his deal wasn't even double digits, I don't think. I think his deal was like six or eight million or something like that. Well, six or eight million for one year's worth of work. I mean. Correct. I mean, it's it, one year's it's worth of work not, it's not that horrible. we have to work, that we don't even work our whole lifetimes for. You know, it's, and he's going to make their run. He's going to make their, Ezekiel Elliott will make the Patriots better. Mac Jones is going to oh. be a better quarterback than oh, he was I, last I, year. I, I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, one thing that I think New England that, is the fourth best team in that division still, but they're going to be a better football team than they were last year. Well, um, you know, speaking of the Patriots, uh, so Bill Belichick kind of did something that was a little odd to me, and I want to see if you can shed some light on this. He got rid of all the quarterbacks except for Mac Jones. Well, he's got confidence in his own quarterback. I mean, um, you know, so, he's got... Um, ball, ball falls? Um, what what happens if your quarterback goes down? I, I well, then you're you're using a wide receiver, or you're using something else at this point. Here's a, I, I didn't see their practice squad who they brought back if they brought any quarterbacks back to their practice squad. I can't fathom that they'll go into Week One with Mac Jones being the only quarterback on the roster. They'll well. Um, whatever the heck his name is, I can't uh, think of the kid right now. I think he's the – he was the leading candidate to to return to be the number two. I think they'll bring him back or uh, – Who? Who, Zap? Uh, the Patriots. Zappy? Yeah, Zappy. No, not Zappy. Malik. Uh, Malik, what's his name? The kid Malik they drafted Willis? in the fifth round this the kid no, they didn't have Malik Willis. They he, they drafted him in the fifth round this year. Oh, um no, not not Malik Cunningham, was it? Uh was it no, was it Malik Cunningham? I can't and unfortunately I'm driving so I can't look it up. Um but uh yeah, I think they'll bring they, – they might bring back Zappi. Zappi had a fantastic game last year in the one game he did start or the, one of the two games he started. I mean, he threw for 20-24 for 309 yards and three touchdowns or something like that. It was ridiculous. And everybody thought he was the next coming of Tom Brady. But, um, but yeah, I think they'll bring one of those guys back. I don't see them going into week one against the Dolphins playing. Um, I mean, yeah, they're playing Mac Jones, but I don't see them going in without a back quarterback. Um, you know, and maybe they make a trade for somebody or or something too. I mean, you know, but there's plenty of, I mean, uh, Colt McCoy just got cut. Maybe they go get a, a veteran guy like Colt to go in there and um, 
MB's a backup, you know, sightseeing. Um, there, there's all kind. Of, New England has all kinds of options for de- definitely when it comes to a number two quarterback. <laughs> What else you got for me? Well, um, uh, so with with what seems to be a a jelly uh, a gelling uh, jets and everything by all by all accounts and everything do. Do you think that the Jets are going to be able to pull out the ball card playoff this year? Yes. Yes. I think they could be. Well, I mean, it won't surprise me if they are a wild card team. I, I've said that for three weeks on this show now. The Jets will be in the running. Whether or not they have the right combination of wins within the AFC because the AFC is so stacked with teams. I mean, you've got Tennessee, you've got Jacksonville, you've got uh, all four teams in the in the AFC West can be contenders. Uh, you've got uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati can all be contenders. Cleveland could even be talked about in there if they get a better defense. Um, and depending upon how Deshaun Watson plays, all four teams in the wet in the East could actually be playoff contenders. New England is the worst of those four teams in that division, but they're all four can be talked about as playoff contenders. Um, the AFC is so wide open. There's only, to me, mm-hmm. you're only thinking about three teams in the AFC who you can't even put in playoff talk. And that's, to me, it's Cleveland, Houston, and Indy are the three teams out of those uh, 16 teams that you can't put in in, um, See, in playoff in the, talk. And the, the thing is, is that I don't think you can put Cleveland in that talk. I really don't. I think that if Cleveland, it, like you said, if Cleveland's de- if that Cleveland defense comes around and, and they come out and, and, they, and they do what they need to do, Cleveland is going to be right in the thick of that. Um, you know, uh, the the only two teams I that I really with think that. is Houston and Indy, because here's the thing. Houston and Indy, yeah, they 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 got some nice pieces. Uh, they got some nice pieces there. They're not ready. That uh, it, uh, Anthony Richardson and uh, C.J. Stroud, <clears throat> they're probably the right fit for those teams. Anthony Richardson. So from what, from what I'm hearing out of Indy, 
Anthony Richardson is going to be something to deal with in a couple of years. He, 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 he absolutely is. But let, 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 let me tell you. They, the kid has poise. The kid has an arm. The kid has control in the huddle. The kid is just absolutely yes. uh, open some eyes to the NBA. Yeah, yes, he has. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm right up here in the thick of Colts talk and everything. Um, they, uh, this kid, they they are they are comparing him to another uh, great QB, and I don't know if I if I want to put him in that category yet. But they were saying that they are seeing shades of two different QBs. One of them is Randall Cunningham. The other is Steve McNair. Now, oh, those are those are some big boots to fill when you put them in the category of Steve McNair. Uh, well, well, and and I and I'm telling you, even if he even has just a percentage. Of what uh, the late Steve McNair had, Indy will be hit. Indy will be in great shape. Uh, you got uh, they. I mean, they, he's got. They have, a, they have a very easy schedule. They they do, they do. And, and, and here's for, the thing: to start him, to start him from week one is a smart move, I think, especially with their schedule as easy as it is. Um, you know, outside of their two division, their four division games with Jacksonville and uh, and Tennessee, they have, I mean, yeah, they have a pretty soft schedule. They they do, even with that soft schedule. I I don't I don't think they're even a wild card playoff team. They uh, no, what, maybe. What, they're just too young. <coughs> well. Well, what what I want to see this year, and and here and here's the thing, because me and Devo, we we've actually talked about this, and everything with Anthony Richardson, and in the position that he was in in Florida, and everything. What what I want to see from him this year is just to learn, like. Uh, Really, truthfully, and honestly, he doesn't have that benefit of sitting behind a veteran QB because I don't really think there is a good veteran QB that is a free agent that you could get to that you could get to come in. Uh, really, tr- uh, I mean, honestly, if do they you, could get somebody, do you think? They're making, and I and I've heard this on national radio, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Do you think they're making a mistake starting him in week one over Gardner Minshew? Oh, um, oh. Or it, should he sit behind Minshew and learn from Minshew, who's not a bad veteran quarterback? not going to get he, you anywhere. Your he, season is a wash. He, he, Boom, is, you he throw is your not. Franchise so I, 
I'm going to give you an answer that's going to irritate you up until I explain it to you. Yes and no. The yes part is exactly what you said. Any QB should take at least a year to sit and learn. The no part, yes, Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback. Yes, he does have knowledge. But I don't think that Gardner Minshew is that mentoring-type quarterback. I, 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 I just don't see it in him. Now, had Philip Rivers still been there, I would have said, Yes, thousand percent. Uh, but honestly, if I was close, I would call Rivers up right now and be like, "Hey, can you just come and you don't even have to play? Can you just come and mentor this kid?" Well, he's he's mentoring high schoolers. I mean, you know, I mean, so, I mean something. Uh, and if it wasn't Philip oh. Rivers. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw another name out there too for you, Alex Smith. Look, Alex, he's got uh, him. He's got himself a good gig at ESPN. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean something. Uh, if it was one of those type of quarterbacks, I, shoot, I would even throw Ryan Fitzpatrick into that. But I can't do luck. You uh, you know what that that wouldn't be bad either. That really wouldn't. But um, I I don't think luck. I I I don't know. So luck is like it's really odd because like look he hasn't come around Colts camp or or the Colts facility. Or anything since he left. Like, yeah, I think uh, Luck is coaching the like high school football. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's coaching high school. Yeah, he's, he's coaching, coaching high school, school football. football. Yeah. Yep. Good for him. Good for him. But I don't know um, if he even want to be around. I mean, some people, some people, when they walk away from the game, are completely satisfied with their decision. And I think when Andrew Luck left the Colts, he was completely satisfied with his decision to retire, and he was never going to play football again. Yep. And that was proven when the Washington Commanders called him last year, and he told them no. Well, you know, I mean... I would have said no, too, just because I I wouldn't want to play for Daniel Schneider, but... Um, right. You know. Well, you know, uh, old no, Jim didn't like didn't like you boys messing with his quarterback, right? <laughs> no, I know. That's. I mean, it, it, that, that's all water under the bridge. It's all done. It's all, you know. My franchise is in better hands now, and I, we already talked about them. So let's let's move on to other topics, but. Um, mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else you got for me? Well, so the there there was something that I asked you about, 
um, in, in the chat, and we didn't really get a a a, uh, a I, I don't know if you saw it or what have you, um, but I, I wanted to kind of discuss it. Arizona Cardinals traded for Josh Dobbs. Yes, they did. So, is that, should that be a wake-up call to Kyler Murray? Uh, well... I don't know because I'm hearing all kinds of stuff on Kyler Murray. I'm hearing that um, well, we know that Kyler Murray was not brought up, brought off of the pup list by yesterday's deadline. So Kyler is now out for the first four weeks of the season at minimum. Uh huh. Um, I, I they cut Colt McCoy which was a surprise to everybody in the mm-hmm. league. Um, I thought for sure that they were going to cut Clayton Toon, um, and they were going to have Josh Dobbs back up Colt McCoy. You brought in Josh Dobbs. To me, you brought in Josh Dobbs too late for him to play in week one. Unless you are writing this season off, and you are 100% tanking for Caleb Williams, this um, this trade has no meaning. Because um, I think what's going to happen is when they play Washington in week one, Clayton Toon is going to be the starting quarterback. Well, you know, I and I Josh don't Dobbs disagree be with backup you. just because just because I don't think you've given Josh Dobbs enough time to learn the offense in two weeks. Yeah, no, no. That uh, it, uh I mean, that, let's not let's not get it wrong. Giving, let's not get it wrong. Josh Dobbs is a very, 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 very smart man. Very smart yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He interns with NASA in the off season. Josh Dobbs yes, is did. a very smart man. So yeah. he could probably learn that he could probably learn the offense in two weeks. I you know, and here's the thing, there's nothing to say that they couldn't send out a a four or five play package with Josh Dobbs and run that for the first game. That like or or even j- just ten plays. There, there's there's nothing to say that that they could do that. Um, one thing I do want to comment on really quick. So I sat down and I watched that USC and San Jose State game. Um, I see what you guys are talking you about, Caleb Blue. Do you have a second opinion now on Caleb Williams? I it is not a second opinion, not yet. But I see what you guys are saying. Oh, I see what you guys see. Um, his he is a generation. Po- he, he is a generational talent. It, his presence in the pocket that was impressive. And yes, Correct. I understand it was San Jose State, but. That that was 
Um, that 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 was something else. It, it really was. And you know, and I was kind of sitting there, and I was kind of like, he he's he's come a long way since I saw him at Oklahoma. And um, you know, uh, look, I haven't. I, I think he. I think there's still a lot of. Oh, I think he's still a little overhyped. But I am starting to see what you guys see in him. Um, I, I'm just going to need to see more. And I know that that's probably not what you want to hear, but that's what I got for you. But um, well, I mean, it's good to know that you understand and see that. Derek, I, Derek and I are not blowing smoke when we talk about Caleb Williams and the fact that he he will be the number one overall pick in the twenty twenty four NFL draft. Oh, uh, I, I, ooh, ooh, uh, um, mm. pump, pump the brakes, boss. I'll pump the brakes. I mean. Unless some defensive stud shows up, um, you know, throughout the throughout the season or something like that, or Nick Hartman has a or Nick Hartman has a freaking stellar year at Notre Dame. No, Nick Hartman. I mean, Nick Hartman. Nick Hartman is go is going to get drafted. But and and I think he will be an okay NFL quarterback. But he he still has some work to do, man. I, I'm good. Look, I live. I I literally live 15 minutes away from the Notre Dame campus. Believe me, I think he he has, he has a little work to do. Um, oh, I know. He, People are all the rage he, about Nick Hartman because. Carved up Navy. It was Navy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Let's not jump off the cliff. The the dark horse QB candidates that I really want people to keep an eye on is Spencer Radler in, in South Carolina. Um, uh, I'm still not sold on Spencer Radler. I am. I, I have my reservations about him, but I think he's going to surprise a few people this year. I think he um I I I think he is I think he is in a much better situation in South Carolina than what he was over in Oklahoma. I think Lincoln Riley completely mishandled that entire situation. Um, and, and all that, but it's done. It's over with, um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't disagree with the fact that he's in a better situation. I just don't think he's in a, I, I didn't like him at Oklahoma. Um, well, I didn't so, think he was all that there under, and I and I don't think he's gonna be all that at, at, at South Carolina. I think, um, 
Well, so here, here's the thing. Spencer Rattler, I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. Spencer Rattler is no. going to be – Spencer Rattler is going to be a late second. I, I think his ceiling is the third. I, I, um, I think if somebody at the bottom of the second really just likes him, I, I, think, I think they reach and I think they take him late in the second. But more than likely, I'm looking at a third is what is where I'm looking at. I'm, I'm looking at him going to a uh, third round. Um, I, I think, I think he is going to be integrated into 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 a system uh, to where he's going to be able to sit and learn. And I think that if you take advantage of that, he could be a he could be a pretty good NFL quarterback. Where where do I think he would thrive at? I say honestly, I think he would thrive in Kansas City. The only team that's going to draft him in the second round is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely not. <laughs> Oh, and that's boy. because the second round is their mistake round. I mean, I'm not saying they made a mistake by taking Kyle Trask. I think Kyle Trask should be the quarterback this year, especially now that Ryan Jensen is is gone. And but uh, you know your season your season is is pretty much you know a wash, and you should be giving this kid a chance. But. Uh. I mean, the Bucks make the Bucks make the second round very interesting with a kicker and trading up to get a quarterback that they're not going to play. And I mean, so then you just go draft Spencer Rattler, and you don't play him either. No. No. I mean, uh, J- it, Jason, it, Jason, Jason Light is the second. Jason Light is a second round clown. You're you're not wrong. Uh the only second round pick that I can really give him credit for was the second round pick this past year. I I, I really liked that I really liked that pick. Uh I thought I thought it was a good pick. And um you know, and I I mean I said I stand by what I saw. I I talked a lot about Malk, um, uh all through the combine, all through uh, the the uh, the college uh, showcase games, and everything. Uh, he is a guy that I really think will make a difference. So I will give like credit for that second round pick. However, yes. Jason Light seems to uh, seems to lose his head in the second round most of the time. However, no, 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 no. Change of speed, hell no. <laughs> okay. I mean, Debo thought it was funny. Debo thought it was funny too. Yeah, I think it was funny. 
Sorry, William. Look. We already have enough quarterback problems. First and foremost, we drafted, uh, like you said, we drafted a quarterback in the second round. The plan was there for him to sit underneath Tom Brady and work. Great plan. Tom Brady is gone, and Baker Mayfield. Now you got to sit on. Now you got to sit under Baker Mayfield, who is as much of a head case as Johnny Manziel. Uh, correction, that is completely false. And go I, and watch. I go it. watch the documentary on Netflix about Johnny Manziel. Before you uh, say I it's I, I don't need to because I know Johnny Menzel is a head case. I am referring to Baker Mayfield. Uh, this, this is my question. When are you guys going to finally give Baker Mayfield credit for trying to revive his career? And when he starts smart. winning and stops making commercials. Yes, yes. When you start playing football and you stop putting yourself, and I understand endorsements and everything like that. I get it. But you have to, as a, as a player who is trying to resurrect his career, you have to put your career as a priority. And, Baker Mayfield has not put his career as a priority. Well, so here's the thing. Since he's left Cleveland, have you seen any commercials with Baker Mayfield in it? I see progressive commercials or whatever they are all the time. Yes. Though, but if you look, they're the same progressive commercials that were there uh, that were that were played when he was in Cleveland. There might be I mean, one. Let's see what happens this ones? year. The new the let's see what happens this year. The new season hasn't started. The new commercials haven't been released. How many did he film in the off season? Very good question. But again, now now you're saying that the man he, he has got to uh, needs to uh, not honor his commitment that he has already that he has already agreed to. So now, what does that tell no, you? No, I'm not saying that he doesn't need to honor his. I mean, he signed a contract with Progressive, um, and he has to he has to do these. You know, that's fine. But when you when that is where your that is where your popularity is coming from. Your popularity as a as an NFL quarterback is not coming from you being an NFL quarterback. Your popularity is coming from the fact that you are a a decent face and a good commercial actor and you can okay. put on pretty decent commercials. That's where your popularity comes from. 
that's where he's going wrong. But really, his popularity needs to come from the football field. Why, why, why is popularity a tangible for an NFL quarterback? Popularity in the terms of the fact that he is a popularity in the terms of the fact that he is a good NFL quarterback. He is not a good NFL quarterback. Really? Because and he needs to start winning in order to he needs to start winning in order to get in that in that popular upper to me Baker Mayfield is in the third tier of the NFL in quarterbacks that sounds about right there are multiple other quarterbacks and I'm not just talking starters he's not just in the third tier of starters he's in the third tier I can well, give I, you I don't I don't 15, I, don't I can give you 15 can. starting quarterbacks. I can give you 15 starting quarterbacks who are better than Baker Mayfield. Okay, and I can give you and I can give you 15 quarterbacks that are worse than Baker Mayfield. So what's your point? He's in that third tier and until he puts a focus so, on his so career wait, so wait a minute. and re-resurrecting how, how can... his career, he's going to remain there and he is not going to be able to win. He is not going to be able to lead a franchise to the playoffs. He is not going to be able to be a franchise quarterback. But but now wait a minute. You say he's a third tier, but yeah. his quarter but his quarterback rating doesn't say he's third tier. So his how, where his QBR where you, may not he, say that he's a third tier. His winning percentage tells me he's a third tier. He has had okay, but he had one for He had talent. Okay. He had talent in Cleveland. Don't tell me he didn't have talent in Cleveland. He had talent okay. in Cleveland. He should but have how, easily with the talent he had in Cleveland. Of, he should have easily took that team to more than one year of playoffs. How, but how many of those years did he have a different offensive coordinator? Okay, you. How can you expect somebody to improve when the offense is constantly changing? So, and and here, and this is my next question: How many of those games did the Cleveland defense? not come back out and perform. I mean, they had a pretty solid defense, too, back then. Too. They had they had a solid defense for one or two of those years, and then you had a head case for an owner and a general manager and a, and I'm sorry, and a head coach that first and foremost really didn't know what they were doing. In case if you have forgotten, how many times how many times did Cleveland uh, crap the bed, and we said how Cleveland of you? So, oh, I we, that is a that is a rat pack phrase that will be 
I mean, we should put that on a T-shirt. Because we really should put that on a T-shirt. I agree. But, you know, I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at his quarterback rating. I'm looking at his yards. I'm looking at his touchdown. And I'm seeing a second-tier quarterback. So... So you're so you're sitting here and you're saying a you're saying a third year quarterback or or a third tier quarterback. I'm not seeing that. For Pete's sake, he was in a dumpster fire known as uh, known as the Carolina Panthers in in, in the and in the few short ga- and in the two or three short games passed for over thirteen hundred yards. And that's a third tier quarterback? Walking into a dumpster fire, not knowing the offense, but still, you managed to put over thirteen hundred yards together on a well. That's a third tier quarterback. So, so I'm curious. So, in, in your opinion, boss hog, what 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 what, is, what in your mind makes a first tier? What makes a top tier quarterback? And in in in, in how many top tier quarterbacks are in the NFL right now? Probably, probably four or five. Eh, I was going to say three or four. But but I'll give you five because there's probably one I'm not missing, or, or that I'm missing. I would... So so let's so let's go down the list. I, I will... first and foremost, Patrick Mahomes. Second, Josh Allen. Third, Justin Herbert. Fourth, Lamar Jackson. And fifth, maybe Derek Carr. Hmm. Am I missing anybody? Uh, I don't know. Did we lose Paul Sock again? Uh, may have. I don't hear. I don't hear the uh background noise that we normally <clears throat> we normally hear when oh. he's on the line. Yeah, well oh and you know what I'm sorry I did forget one and I and I'm ashamed that I forgot it. Aaron Rodgers. So Debo you're a Bucks fan. Obviously you don't like the move of Baker Mayfield becoming a starting quarterback. But in your opinion, is he really a third tier quarterback? Uh, yeah. Hmm. How? So my question is: Is if he's a third tier quarterback, how come he has second tier numbers? Because if you look at his numbers and you look at his quarterback rating, he's a second tier quarterback. Now, I'm with you. 
and, and I have been with you, that Kyle Trask should have the start. But when you as a Bucks fan, when will you say, if it does come to it, when will you say, all right, Baker Mayfield uh, is, is right for the position of starting quarterback for Tampa? At what point will you will you be able to say that? You there, Debo? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm Just here. Just making sure I did. Nah, you didn't lose me. I'm here. I was more multitasking again. So, what oh, was the, okay, I got you. I what got was, you. What was the uh, question you asked? So, you as a Bucks fan, at what point will would you be able to say, okay, Baker Mayfield can be our starting quarterback, or I'm all right with Baker Mayfield being our starting quarterback? At what point would you be able to say that? I, I personally, me, bro, I, you know, I would like to see more in-game tape. And I wouldn't just rely on, you know, what it, you know, what it looked like in uh, practice. Because you're not practicing when they really count. You're playing in the game. So I really have. I'd rather have that tape flown at the beginning. Uh, you know, I'd rather have it done at the beginning and have them in in the rotation in the preseason so I get a chance, a good look at both of them. Uh, but mm-hmm. they, they didn't do it like that. So, I mean, yeah. I can't. Okay. It's it's tough. I can't, I can't get. Personally, I would have rather seen trash because, to me, I thought that was the plan, but apparently. Well, well see, and, and that and that that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, me personally, um, Baker Mayfield is going to have to bring his 2020 game or his 2020 season to Tampa for me to, or somewhere around that, for me to be like, all right, because uh, 2020. Had over 3,500 yards passing. Dang. Dang, that's that's a lot. Had had, had uh, 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions. That to me, that that is the Baker Mayfield I need to see. That that is the Baker Mayfield I want to see. You know, I mean, his 2018 season, really, uh, his rookie season, really wasn't that bad either. No. Um, you know, but for me, he 
he has got he has got to come out and he's got to show that he wants it. Um, but I, even though I'm talking high on Baker, I I really wish that they would have given Trask the starting spot because if Trask goes, if Trask goes and let's say he doesn't do what um what we expect him to do, then yeah, then you can go to Baker, but you're really not going to give Trask a chance? Hmm. Good point. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just, personally, I just don't like the move. So, there ain't nothing. Uh, ain't nothing that could be done. I mean, uh, well, I guess it could. He'll have to, you know, play out of out of sight, out of mind, you know, for sixteen games. But I just don't see it. You 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 brought in a project. For a guy who was really a project, so mm-hmm. wh- whatever. Well, well, I mean, in that aspect, I mean, you you know, you're not wrong. Um, you know the the whole caveat to this whole Trask project. But I mean, uh, you know the. The um, I mean, the plan was there, and you know, and I, I, I don't, I don't get why you just don't stick with the plan. Um, because this is the second time in memory where the Bucks had a plan, the ownership had a plan. And then somewhere in the middle of the plan, they decided to turn fix. Um, and the other time that that happened was with the whole Lovey Smith thing. If you remember correctly, the plan that was in place for Lovey was to go ahead, get a quarterback work on the offense for the first two years. And then in the last two years of your four-year contract, work on that defense. And what did they do? They pulled the rug out from underneath. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm i sorry. But to me, this is not just a head coaching problem. This is an ownership problem. And really, truthfully, and honestly, how do we – when are they going to get it through their heads that in order to build a dynasty, you have to start from the ground up? Let me ask you something, Debo. 
because the bo- the boats did have the starting the startings and makings of a real dynasty back in the late nineties and early two thousands. Let let me ask you, man, how many of those players, especially on that defense, were drafted and developed? That's what it's supposed to be. Because we, 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 let's get, let's go over that defense really quick. Warren Sapp drafted out of the University of Miami, right? Yep. Gary Brooks, Florida State. Yep. John Lynch. Where, where did he go? Stanford. Stanford, yeah, Stanford. Okay, Rondé Barber, University of Virginia. And the list goes on and on and on. Mike Allstop, Purdue. Warwick Dunn, Florida State. So you sit there and you look at how dominant that team was. And they didn't have all these high-priced free agents coming in. Even in that, even in that, even in that time, you really didn't have uh, I, what the 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 most notable free agent, I think that uh, that came through there was what Keyshawn Johnson. I I mean may, maybe you might could throw Joey Galloway, up in there somewhere. But the core most. Of our guys were drafted and developed, and and let me ask you something. During that time, was there any game that you honestly went into not thinking we could win? Well, I like the whole draft and develop uh, mindset, you know, because you can't go wrong there. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't you can't turn everybody into great players. You can't turn everybody into Hall of Famers. That's understandable. But if you draft and you develop more, you have a high you know higher success rate. And it, it, it instead of going to free agency to you know, bring in guys from the outside, you can bring, you can go to free agency and you can, you know, from within, you can keep your strong, your team strong from within if those players are all developing in their, you know, roles that is set up for them, you know, on a particular team, man. I just, you know, me and you, a lot a lot of Bucks fans, we don't feel like Baker is the right choice. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't get a chance to sit at training camp like that and watch all the practices, you know. But I know what I was hearing out of training camp, and I know what people that were there were saying out of training camp, and my own two eyes saw 
you know, what he did game-wise. So, yeah, it's not the number threes, but the number threes not playing for the other team. I mean, number uh, the number one's not playing for the other team either. So, you just you got to do play with what's in front of you. You can't discredit, you know, what somebody doing because it's the preseason and they're not playing against number ones. That's crazy. But that's what's happening, though. So, mm. yeah, um, just going to be a a interesting year and everything. Um, you know, like I said, um, it's uh, it's literally just one of those things. Um, I'm so so been going back and forth if I'm actually going to get Sunday ticket this year and everything. I I I really honestly don't know if I'm going to get it or not. Um, because I, I am really curious to see how this whole quarterback situation in Tampa actually plays out. Um, let me ask you something, man. What, what, what will your thoughts be if Baker doesn't perform up to par and they do go to Trask? Uh, I'm going to just say I told you. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> that's all that's all that I'm gonna say. In that order. Because in that when it happens, you know, there's gonna be a thousand excuses flying out to why it ain't worked out, but mm-hmm. nah. Yeah, well, I'm right there with you. I mean, of course, I mean, I'm not going to stop being a Baker Mayfield fan. I I think I think he has the tools to be a good NFL quarterback. And, you know, uh but I I still I still think that they should have stuck to the plan and started trust this year. Um that uh this to me, is a huge misstep, but you know, again, I mean, what can you do? Yeah, yeah. You only, you only can do, uh, you know, what you're capable of at the end of the day. So, yep. To me, I just see a higher ceiling with somebody that's that doesn't have tape, uh, you know, doesn't have those tendencies at the moment, and you develop this, you draft it, and and would be develop this guy to be the next man up. So he's no longer the man, next man up, and I think everybody is put on on watch because. I believe they starting Baker because they feel like Baker could give them some wins because he's trying to compete for a division. But I'm telling them, uh, you know, not a chance. But but the thing is, is that our division is still not that strong. 
I mean, yeah, you you have Derek Carr there in New Orleans. And like I said, I think we split with New Orleans one and one. The Falcons, they're they're kind of a dark horse, but I still don't think that they're an issue. Carolina Panthers still have a long way to go. Yes. Yeah. Made the right pick with Bryce Young. But man, even with Kyle Trask behind center, we still have as much of a shot to win the division with Trask under center as we do Mayfield. And you know, and I and I mean and that that's my thing. Um you know, New Orleans, look, that that's I I mean they they have they have a pretty put together team. Yeah. And no and no, you don't you don't turn your back on them. Don't turn your back on any of our division rivals. Because you know as well as I do anything can happen. And you and like I said, um I, I I really do feel like that Trask should be the guy under center again. I am a Mayfield fan. I think he has what it takes. I am going to uh, root for him and everything, but you know, I I still I still think that Trask that we should have at least saw at least five to six games with Trask under center. Because, I mean, either it's going to work out or it's not. But the fact that you're not even willing to give it a shot, that, honestly, that says a, a lot about the inconsistency of the ownership of the franchise. Yeah. But, again, that that's just well, we got my it. opinion. We got a long season, and uh, alone a lot of times when we'll you know strictly uh you know touch on everything that is Bucks, and uh you know just keep it going, keep it entertaining, and keep it going for you know everybody out there that's tuning in and listening. So, um, man, it's eleven twenty, eleven thirty. So yeah, we're at the end, man, and uh. That's going to do it for this week's version of the Rat Pack Sports Show. Uh, just remember, if you missed anything, right after this show is over with, they'll be uh, posted online. And you can check it out from there. Um, yep, so with that being said, uh Everybody be safe out there and uh, make sure you go and download some of our past podcasts so you can keep, you know, kind of keep up a little bit on what's going on. And uh, at the end of the day, yep. So, with that being said, we're right on the dot here. So, we're going to get on up out of here. Again, myself, Mr. William Graves, Boss Hawk, Sean Naylor, everybody else in the Rat Pack. We appreciate y'all 
tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys on the flippity flip. And uh, we'll see you guys Sunday night. We'll be back here, same place, different time, different circumstances. This is Rap Pass Sports Show signing out for this week, man. We will see you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>